Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. glad to be in the house of the Lord. God's house, not man's house. God's house, not man's house. Turn to somebody and say, I am that house. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, we're going to go into God's word in just a few moments. Listen closely. All the uh, information I'll give towards the end, but listen real close. Do you really think God would put his son on the cross to die for buildings? Really? Really? When he's the richest God in all of creation, because you know there are gods out there, but he alone is God. Do you really believe that God would put his son through what he went through so we could be all about materialism? Really? Are you all serious about that? He died so that he would have the right of way legally to purchase you back and come and dwell in you. You are the temple of the Most High God. So when you see kids violating themselves with drugs and alcohol and sex and all of that, they're violating the temple. And the devil laughs at that. But we come into these places called buildings and synagogues and all of that, and we make it like, holy, holy, holy. You really think God died for a building? No, he died for you. So that he could bring you out of what was illegal, make you legal so you could live in the kingdom and he would dwell in you. You are the temple of the Most High God. Pretty good right there, wasn't it? You know the devil's squirrely, isn't he? I've never yet heard a Christian argue over the temple of another person but they'll argue over buildings and they'll argue over finances I'm 40 years deep in this thing called ministry whose team are you on whose team really do I represent am I really on his team is my body really the temple of the Lord if my body is the temple of the Lord I'm real concerned about what goes in, what comes out. And by the way, Jesus clarified for all of those that are concerned just about food items. Jesus said he was more concerned about the things that come out of your mouth than the food you put. But that's just Jesus. Just Jesus, who happens to be God. Man, we heard a devotional last night by Bob Gass. No, this is not the message. This is all free. So that your temple can be changed. Isn't it amazing how we'll do all kind of changing of facilities and update facilities, but we never update the temple? Isn't that amazing? And we still carry old mindsets. Isn't that amazing? But we say the power of God dwells in us, but we have mindsets that are still way back there. Is that not amazing? Like intentionally, Jesus just said, And he's been there three days. Let's go four. 
since I'm going to be there at three, let's go four. Man, the ladies freaked out. Man, if you'd have been here like you should have been, you know Lazarus wouldn't be. Jesus could take care of that. Jesus can take care of your temple if you'll put your focus where it ought to be, on the temple. Got a phone call as I was walking into prayer time this morning from someone here in the community and they were crying and they were saying, uh, I know this is not a good time, but we just lost a loved one. Would you be willing to help us? Well, let me see. Are you a member of the church here? I'm being religious right now, folks. Um, let me get with those who oversee the finances and see how much you gave last year so that I can determine if I want to do your service. That's where many are within the church. The Bible says, freely I have given to you, freely give. The Bible says that. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never charged for counseling. I've never charged for weddings. People have time. I said, we we aren't going to be able to give you anything. And I said, that's not what I was called to do. Not everyone who stands in churches were called. They were just paid. I was called. I was called and I rebelled against that calling. I'm right there with you. I rebelled when I used to hear men of God, women of God go, it's time for tithes and offerings. I said, not mine. And if I do give, I want to know all about it. You are not your own, and what he's blessed you with is not yours either. Anybody shifting some templates this morning? How's your database? Kingdom driven or world inspired? This morning, in a few moments, I'm going to go to a passage I've never been in the entire years of ministry. I've never been in Joshua chapter 7. Never in my life have I preached in 40 years from Joshua 7. But the Lord has ordered for me to go to Joshua 7 and to bring Joshua 7 to a successful nation that could be on the brink of crumbling. I stand before you this morning as a prophet of God, not just your pastor. That doesn't change my pay raise. In fact, it could cost me my life down the road. Because we're not real comfortable around prophets. They weren't then and they're not now. And Jesus had all five-fold ministries tucked in one person in the body of Jesus stood the Christ. In a few moments, I want to share with you from the book of Joshua chapter 7. The title of the message will be this, Be Sure. We are an arrogant, cocky nation that has moved far from God. And when I give to you the information from Joshua chapter 7, and I want to pause right there. I've been doing this a lot this past week because I miss coaching. For those of you who automatically would like to say, this is the old covenant, then why didn't he delete this so all you had were the New, Co- the new Testament and the New Covenant? Amen. Woe unto the church that forgets the God of the Bible. All of the Bible. 
We're going to talk about sin this morning. One of the church's favorite topics. I've never been comfortable hearing about it. I've always enjoyed practicing it, though. I stand alone, but listen, I'm not nervous this morning. In fact, I ask for extra angels to be by my side as I deliver the word of the Lord today. And I even ask, Jesus, if you could, would you be willing to just come and stand near me? Because I'm going to need you. Because I can only think what it must have been for Joshua. Coming out of Jericho and a great victory for Israel. A great victory. And oh, how this nation has had victory upon victory upon victory. It's dangerous to calculate your victories and not be aware of what may be going on behind the scene. This morning I want to talk to you about being sure. Years ago when I was a kid, young people, I had a father who walked with God. How do I know he walked with God? He never drank in all the years I was around him. I never heard a cuss word come out of my father's mouth, not one. I never heard my dad in all the ministry times in Kentucky, West Virginia, the state of Michigan, and the state of Ohio, 60 years. I never heard him one time talk down about the people of God. Deliver the word, preach the word. Oh, could he preach? But I never heard anything about being in other people's business. My dad was not a busybody. See, I've got a legend. I doesn't have to go to the Hall of Fame. I don't have to go down and try to get autographs, though it was fun Wednesday night, and we didn't get any. I don't need any autographs. I had a living legend who lived before me what Jesus was like. Not many men like that anymore in the ministry. I never saw my dad flirt one time with another woman. Never, ever. I never saw my mom and dad have open arguments and squirrels in the house. They had squirrels, and there were five of us. And boy, could we upset the apple cart. But today we're living in a world that is known for putting on a show, but living like the devil behind the scenes. And I'm talking about pastors. And I'm talking about God's people who put more emphasis upon the structure than what the temple cost the Father. This morning, I'm going to be sharing with you from God's Word. Be sure. When I used to be one of those squirrels, and you heard that prayer, I had no idea how the Lord was going to lead in the tithes and offerings. But God can remind you of who you used to be. And God can remind you who you are still today. My father used to say to me, and I never knew where the scripture was because he never gave me the reference. When I used to go out on Friday nights and on the weekend, my dad would always say, son, young man, be sure your sins will find you out. And sometimes I said things you don't want me to say in front of you this morning. Sometimes I gave him signals that you don't need me to do this morning. Because I didn't realize that I was still living in the garden. Hath God said? Who cares what God says? This thing is outdated anyway. Those were all concepts in my mind as a teenager. 
But every time without, without missing a beat, never with an argument, my dad would simply say, my son, always remember, be sure your sins will find you out. That's a dangerous thing to hear. When you know it's scripture, it's found in Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23. But if you fail to keep your word, you will have sinned against the Lord, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. That's another thing that the generation that many has called the greatest generation in America during World War II were called the greatest generation because they always went by this terminology. Your word is your bond. Today, words mean nothing, but they defile multitudes. That's what we're taught. In fact, I walked into an elementary class the other day and I said, time out, let's have some some fun. And they all stood up. I said, are you ready? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. I said, true or false? One of the girls started crying because words are what bullies use to play the game of intimidation. All bullies are insecure people. Fear of the Lord is here. In Jeremiah chapter 17, 9, as we get ready to look at what happened to the country of Israel, then and what's happening today. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, there are those out there in the theological realms and pastors who like to say this passage is only for those who are not in the kingdom. I have good news for you. I've been in the kingdom for over 40 years, and there are some days I look at my heart and go, my God, it still has the tendency to think and do what it... Am I alone in here this morning? To think and to do what is wicked. You're self-deceived. If you believe because you're born again, you have no battles with the flesh. You are deceived. I could take you to the book of Romans chapter 8 and there Paul begins to talk about the things I should not do, I do and the things I want to do, I don't do. The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? This morning I want to share with you from God's word in Joshua chapter 7 how important it is for you to be sure that whatever you're doing will be brought to the light. Holy Spirit called me by name a few moments ago in worship and he had me look up Luke chapter 8 and verse 17. Listen closely. This would be Jesus. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to the light and made known by all. I want to say to you this morning as a pastor, as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, as a brother in the kingdom, if there are things going on in your life that you're doing behind the scene and you're secretively trying to do some things, woe unto you, repent of that and get back where you need to be. Frederick Lewis Donaldson said there are seven social sins. 
He preached this message on March the 20th, 1925 from Westminster Abbey, which I had a chance to visit. No big deal. It's a building. I'm the temple. Well, I hope you're here this morning. We are enamored with where we've been and who we've spoken to. Why don't you look at the temple? What are the seven social sins? Wealth. Boy, I'd love for our whole country to hear this. Wealth without work. Pleasure without conscience. Knowledge without character. Commerce without morality. Science without humanity. Worship without sacrifice. Politics without principle. John Piper said, What is sin? It's the glory of God not honored, the holiness of God not reverenced, the greatness of God not admired, the power of God not praised, the truth of God not sought, the wisdom of God not esteemed, the beauty of God not treasured, the goodness of God not savored, the faithfulness of God not trusted. Let me pause right there. Back to the legend in my life. My dad could be trusted because he was a man who was faithful. We are so superficial that when we get around those who are faithful, we still don't trust. You know why? Because down deep inside, we don't even trust ourselves and the God who dwells inside. And we aren't faithful. Ladies and gentlemen, God brought Robin and I by a divine call from North Carolina to Florida in 1988. From 1988 to 2016, we have been faithful in Levy County. We haven't gone out to market the ministry. We haven't gone out to put our names to the forefront of anything. Willing to serve wherever God wants us to serve. I'm calling you this day as a servant of the Lord to be found faithful. Faithful people are trusting people. The commandments of God, not obeyed. The justice of God, not respected. The wrath of God, not feared. That's a picture of the church today. Because when you hear about what happened to Israel and a family, it should put the fear of God in you. But most of us could care less. But I'm going to say again to you, be sure your sins, my sins, will find us out. Even when he covers us with the blood, the power of sin is so great that there are consequences that can affect generations. The grace of God not cherished, the presence of God not prized. Do I need to remind you of what David cried out after Bathsheba? Oh, by the way, young men, young ladies... There is pleasure in sin for a season. But after intercourse and all the romance with Bathsheba, David cried out, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Because sex can't do for you what God can. Why did you clap? Because that used to be my God. What's yours? What's your God? Don't tell me it's Jesus Christ. Let me watch you. I'll know. 
One person has put it this way. What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The last one that John Piper gives to us as we get ready to get into the Scripture, he says this, The person of God not loved, that is sin. We should be in love with God, not because we've got a nice facility temporarily until the Lord leads us forward. On my father's tombstone, it says this, Jesus led me all the way. Not a pastor. Those aren't on there. Jesus led me all the way. But as I look at my father's life, it wasn't other pastors. It wasn't a denomination. It wasn't his ability to build homes and also pastor. No, 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 no. Jesus led him all the way. Who's leading you? We'll know by your actions, not your words. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. People can tell you all day, man, Jesus is my Lord. Then let me see his actions in you. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Ah, Spirit of the Lord is here. So let's go to uh, Joshua chapter 7 and see how quickly I can bring God's word to your hearts. And as we get ready to set the temple for this uh, passage of Scripture, let me remind you, they have just come forth from a great victory. Jericho. They did it God's way and they had victory. It's amazing once we've found victory, then we kind of forget to go back and ask God, what's our next step? In Joshua chapter 7, they're, they're just overwhelmed with the total destruction of Jericho and how they didn't even have to do anything but obey God's orders. Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. But then there's a little place called Ai, just a little old place, kind of like Old Town, kind of like maybe over there in Fanning Springs compared to Gainesville. It's just a little place. And they're all big about themselves. We're the biggest ministry in town. We've got the greatest army all around. Man, AI, look at little old AI over there. Man, we can overtake AI. Later, the Israelis broke their promise regarding the things that had been turned over to destruction. Listen closely. Sin always breaks promises. Glory to God. I'm riding down the road the other day. I was back and forth from Bronson to Chiefland and back to Bronson. I was like all over. And I was thinking about that particular verse. Let me read it again. Later, the Israelis, I'm in chapter 7, verse 7, broke their promises. Listen, Israel was in a covenant. It's dangerous to break covenant. Like, for example, I have a covenant with God that was established through Jesus Christ, extended to me through my parents' prayer life, bringing me to the throne room where I received Christ as Savior and Lord. I've got that covenant going on. But then God gave me another covenant with a beautiful bride, and I have her as my best friend. Robin is in covenant with me, and I promised her before the Assemblies of God Church in Franklin, North Carolina, and Pastor Grubb, that I would cherish her and care for her all the days of my life. That's called a promise. 
preach to yourself, brother, because they may not be here right now. So I'm walking, riding down the road, and, and I said, Father, is the promise still intact with you and I? And the Spirit of the Lord brought this chorus up to my attention. And I'm going to sing just a couple of the lines. Close your ears. And I promised him that I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promised him that I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. When you know you're on the battlefield, you choose to fight right. But you may be sitting here this morning and you're breaking promises, you're breaking your word, you're not following through on what you've said. That opens the door for sin. Moving on. As a result, the Lord became angry with the Israelis. I love the church and I love most pastors who preach God's word. Not few that do not. But we've got this new concept out there that God is all love. Well, when I look into the Old Testament and I look into the New Testament, I see a balanced God who loves creation and the nations, but he can get a little upset. As a result, the Lord became angry with the Israelis. Listen, sin always brings God's anger. Listen, I've given you two principles, not my ideas, God's word. Sin always breaks promises. Sin always brings God's anger. Next. Meanwhile, Joshua had sent some soldiers from Jericho over to Ai, just east of Bethel. Listen, sin always brings wrong decisions. Joshua was not only their leader, he was a prophet. But Joshua decides, oh, man, we just saw Jericho go down. Look at that, baby. Look at that thing go down. Total destruction. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take AI. God didn't say that. Joshua said that. Sin brings wrong decisions. I don't know, but maybe someday I can teach at the college level. That would be something I would have students write down. Write these things down. You're going to be tested on it. Sin always breaks promises. Sin always brings God's anger. Sin brings wrong decisions. What was that? Don't worry. I haven't lost anything. And Joshua ordered them, go up and scout the land. So the soldiers went up and scouted Ai and returned to Joshua. Not all of the people need to go up, they reported. Oh, listen to that arrogance. Listen to that arrogance. Man, we don't need everybody going up like we did against Jericho. Man, we got this thing. Only about two or 3,000 men should attack Ai since they're so few. Don't make all of the army work hard. Listen, sin causes one to assume. Sin causes one to assume. <laughs> Just because the Lord was with you last week if you've not been hearing from him, if you're not speaking his word and you've created your own words, you need to take a pause break. 
So about 3,000 went up there, but they ran away from the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of them, pursuing them outside the city gates, <laughs> killing them as they descended. Listen, sin always causes casualties. But we're going to get to the root of the issue, are we not? Let me help you out here. God will always get to the root of what you're really doing. Sin always causes casualties. Listen, sin is nothing to play with. <laughs> Let's go over those real quick. Pastor, I don't want to. You're not the pastor. Sin always breaks promises. Sin always brings God's anger. We act like sin's no big deal. Sin brings wrong decisions. Sin causes one to assume. Sin always causes casualties. 36 men died because of one man. One man <laughs> brought defeat to a nation. Now, this isn't boring. This is eye-opening. I never want to be that man that causes families to crumble. I never want to be that man that causes the community to go under. God called that man there, but man, guess what? Dennis stopped listening to God. He quit praying. He quit fasting. He started believing that all the things he had done was enough. Let's move on now. All of a sudden, Joshua is shocked. I was sharing just the highlights of this yesterday with the guys who are incarcerated there at Lancaster and they were beside themselves. They said to me, oh, man, Mr. Dennis, we've never heard this story before. We didn't know about Jericho. We haven't heard about AI. We didn't know about a man called Achan. We didn't know that he existed. Oh, Israel does. To this day, Israel can tell you all about Achan. And how one man brought down a nation. How one man destroyed his family. How one man took out 36 other men. Oh, uh, but, 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 but. That's the old covenant, brother. You, you know God doesn't do things like that. Ladies and gentlemen, my mom and dad were in the ministry 60. I've been in 40. And if I was to tell you some of the stories of what happened to people when they disobeyed God under those ministries... We think God's a joke. We think we can do whatever we want. And ain't nothing. Who's, what you going to say about that? I, you don't know who I am. You might want to look up, check up. Yes, Friday we were walking out of the gym in the afternoon and I saw that our school resource officer was talking to someone in a black vehicle. And I thought, what the heck, is something going down? And I got a little bit closer and my eyes could pick it up. I said, oh, that's Judge Browning. Immediately, my whole decorum changed. Like, whoa, I'm in the presence of our, one of our judges. Whoa. Not that I was acting ridiculous, but when you're around greatness, when you're in the presence of someone who has honor and authority, it's amazing. We should be that way towards God. And the church is falling by the wayside. Notice I didn't say forward. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We act like sin is no big deal. It's a huge deal. 
And the Bible has a lot to say about sowing seeds of discord among the brethren. That's in the book of Proverbs. In fact, God calls it an abomination. How did you bring that in? Because that's what Achan had been doing. And nobody knew but God. Not even the prophet knew, but God knew. All about Achan. Spirit of the Lord is here, church. Well, all the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land were land will hear of this, Joshua says to God, will surround us and eliminate us from the earth. And listen to this. And then what will you do about your great reputation? You know, when we're stuck in sin, we will point our fingers. That's what Joshua is doing right here, church. He's going, doesn't this concern you? This is Israel. This, these are your people. And when everybody hears about how we just got taken down by AI, they're not going to be talking just about us. They're going to point their finger up at you. You see how we like to shift it? Doesn't anybody kind of feel the heat in here of the Holy Ghost this morning? I felt it all week as I've been studying. I've done it many times. Way back there when I was at Tacoa Falls College and how the Lord has taken care and cleansed and straightened. You know what the Spirit of the Lord said to me shortly after all those tragic events? Not just the falls issue of the dam breaking, but when I had that incredible event where, boom, the marriage fell apart, boom, the whole thing just... You know what God said to me? He said, you created this. This is on you. But I'm not going to tell you what I had been doing that actually, though I hadn't done anything in the... What are you doing right now that's about to bring destruction on everything your hand's on? Boy, that was a hard thing when God said to me, you did this. But see, Joshua was going, uh-uh, your reputation's at stake. You better bail us out. God's going, no, no, no. What you got here is sin. <laughs> Turn to somebody and say, I didn't come for this this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Lord said, get up. The Lord replied to Joshua, you know there's a time to stop praying and go to work. Uh. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They broke my covenant that I commanded them by taking some of the things that had been turned over to destruction. Are you, take, are you hoarding things that you're supposed to release? Are you doing some things that God has told you do not do it? They have stolen, have been deceitful, and have stored what they stole among their own belongings. Get this principle, please. Sin always will be confronted by God. I'm a living example of that. Be sure your sins will find you out. And it won't be me running to you. It's going to be your father. Sin will always be confronted by God. The Israelis have been unable to stand before their enemies. They're turning their backs and running from their enemies because they themselves have been turned over to destruction. Sin always brings destruction. Next verse. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy these things that have been turned over to destruction. Listen. This one really rocked my word, my world. Sin can cost you his presence. Didn't say salvation. 
The presence of God can be lifted off of your life if sin and what you're doing is more important to you than being the temple that God called you to be. Sin can cost you the presence of God. The glory of God can be lifted off your life. Still saved, still saved, still born in the kingdom, but absolutely no presence, no glory. I can't live that way. Not down the stretch of my life. So get up and sanctify the people. Tell them, sanctify yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow's coming, church. Because this is what the Lord God of Israel says. There are things turned over to destruction among you, Israel. You won't be able to defeat your enemies until you remove what has been turned over to destruction. Sin must be dealt with. Well, here it is. It's tomorrow. That means we're almost finished. Joshua then spoke, whoa, to Achan. My son, give glory and praise to the Lord, the God of Israel. Tell me right now what you did. Don't hide anything. Most of us haven't left the garden, have we? Achan hadn't. He was still in the garden, hiding, hiding things and hiding from God. By the way, I, so that I could save some time, I, I'm taking snippets. God had the whole council, all tribes stand before, and God just began to narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down. I told the guys yesterday, I said, how do you like being under God's searchlight? And I said, how about if he puts it on spotlight? And one of them raised their hands and said, there's a difference. I said, tell me the difference. And he broke it down to me. There's a difference between a searchlight and then when God puts the spotlight on it, God's about to put the spotlight on a man's name, Achan. Listen closely. Achan answered Joshua, it's true. I'm the one who sinned against the Lord God of Israel. Wow, sounds like David, doesn't it? When I sin, it's not against my wife and against my children and then against the ministry and then against the Levy County School Board. No, 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 or the community. No, 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 no. When I, when I sin, it's against God. Whew. When you get it right upstairs, you can travel downstairs. Make it right with God before you make it right with others. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. This is Achan speaking. I noticed among the war spoils a beautiful mantle <laughs> and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels. The eye of the flesh, the pride of life. Mm. Because I wanted them, I took them. What do you want so bad that you would give up the presence of God? Who is here this morning that wants the preeminence? The offer trees is still here in our nation. See, this is going out on podcast. Paul dealt with the offer trees. He always wanted to be preeminent. He was going to be preeminent. But he wasn't willing to die like Paul. Hmm. The flesh never does. Ooh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Because I wanted them, I took them, and they're buried in the ground inside my tent. The silver is underneath. So Joshua sent some messengers who ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in the tent with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent that had been turned over to destruction, them to Joshua and all of the Israelis, and laid them out in the presence of the Lord. Sin will always be revealed. 
Sin will always be revealed. When I used to sneak out, we're almost finished. Gosh, I've never been around such a quiet house. When when I was uh, in high school and after high school and I would come to church and hook up with so-and-so and and we'd sneak out of church and and we'd go do some things. Man, we thought like nobody knew anything about it. Man, 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 we are so cool. But guess what? What a fool. Here. My sins found me out. And I'm going to give you some words here this morning. Whatever you're doing that has not been approved by God, He's going to find you out. He is going to find you out. And woe unto you that do not understand. Be sure your sins will find you out. And it's been a hard road from where I used to be to where I am today. It's been a hard road. (laughs) And Joshua announced, Why did you bring trouble to us? Today the Lord is bringing trouble to you. Boomerang. You all know what a boomerang does. Sin always brings trouble. Aren't you glad I'm not deep? Aren't you glad it's very simple? I just look into the scriptures and I take what's in the scriptures and God creates this statement. Sin always brings trouble. So let me break it down. If Robin and I are not getting along, it's not the devil and it's not God, it's Robin and I. (laughs) Keep it simple, baby. Sin always brings trouble. So all Israel, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, stoned him to death and the children and his wife. The last statement, Sin always brings consequences. God will absolutely, I don't know what you're doing right now. It is not my business and I'm not a busybody and I have good news for this church. When Paul writes about murder and adultery and fornication, he puts busybodies right in there with it. If you're a busybody, you're in trouble. I've already told you the legacy and the legend I have in my dad. He was not a busybody, and I'm not a busybody, and I'm not here to know your business. But I am saying unto you, sin always brings consequences. And where are the pastors that are preaching the whole counsel of truth, telling God's people sin is dangerous? Where are those pastors who will stand, not yell and scream and do stupid stuff, but absolutely warn God's people and people in general? Sin has unbelievable consequences that you cannot bear. Get that out of your life. And one of the great leaders of our country, Abraham Lincoln, as I close, said this, to sin by silence when they should protest makes cowards of men. I said to the Lord, I do not want to preach this message. I said to the Lord that Joshua chapter 7 was in the old covenant and I'm not interested in going back to the old covenant. I have to give an account before the Lord, not before Judge Browning, who I respect and admire as a Christian leader. I have to give a report someday. Listen closely. Sloan's Chapel, senior pastor, founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance Church in Franklin, North Carolina, on staff with Pastor Tom Grubb as a youth pastor, as their educational leader, as associate pastor at the Assembly of God, 
I'm going to give an account someday for the years I spent at Lighthouse Word Church. I'm going to give an account for the years I've spent at Calvary Worship Center, now known as Forward Church. No sweat off your brow, it's off my brow. That I better continue to bring God's word, God's way. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I know that many of us, including Dennis Weber, are dealing with sin issues and sin factors. Father, I do not want any of my children affected because of ridiculous thinking or acting on my part. I don't need my wife swept under the rug because I'm hiding something, saying things I shouldn't say, going where I should not go, doing things I should not be doing. Father, we are coming under the sound of the gospel today and we are wanting to repent. We know that there may be some consequences, but we're your children. And we know that you will handle those as they come our way. But we're in need, not only in the body of Christ, but this nation, we're in trouble. We're arrogant. We're full of ourselves. We call ourselves rich and not know that we are naked. I'm asking today that you would minister to our country, to the body of Christ, down into this ministry, and then into our homes. morning because I believe there's an urgency in the message and I believe also that it's a time between you and the Lord I'm going to open my eyes but I'm not going to ask for anyone to stand I'm going to ask for those who have felt the impact of the Holy Spirit I delivered God's word I wished I could have done it as well as he spoke it to me but I am shaking on the inside about what happened to Israel. Historically, winning all their battles, taking down Jericho under the anointing of God's word, then stepping out, doing their own thing and bringing total chaos and destruction temporarily. And then seeing 36 men killed, innocent men, because one man was gonna have it his way. God's kingdom is not Burger King. But you'd be here this morning, you'd say, Pastor, before God and you as our pastor, and I know that you're not a busybody, and I know that you're not going to talk out. I want to raise my hand, and I'm asking that you would pray for me because there are some things that have been hidden. There are some secret things that I've been thinking about and I'm planning to do. But before that actually erupts, I have been confronted by the Holy Ghost. And I want you to remember me in prayer just by raising your hand. Wow, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yes, you can put your hands down. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Lord. I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you in Jesus' name that what my daddy taught me was absolutely true. Son, remember, be sure your sins will find you out. And you definitely have proven to be right, and I was wrong.
Many of us have raised our hands in this house and perhaps those that will be listening by podcast will take a break in their driving or what they're doing and they will make their heart an altar of prayer. I ask in Jesus' name for hands that went up that they will absolutely do something with what you have spoken to their hearts for it's between you and them. And I pray that you would be merciful and be gracious to us. Sometimes we get blindsided. Sometimes we get just caught up with ourselves. And so we ask for forgiveness. I want to put a pause before I say amen. And I want you to make your own individual prayer now. And even those that didn't raise their hands. Maybe you would just like to pray a very simple prayer. May I never forget the story of Achan and Ai. Well, we thank you and we praise you. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God's people said, Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.